Hello, everyone. Hey, the podcast hasn't started yet because we have big news, don't we, Sylvan? Are just so blessed by the generosity of many people, but what a thrill it was to have Michael Elliott come and talk to us. And he is such a good guy that he just keeps on giving of his shared love of John Hyatt. We have a very special gift that we are going to share with two of our lucky podcast listeners. Yeah, Michael sent us an email, wished us Happy New Year, says he's looking forward to joining us again this year. And he says, I have two softbound copies of Have a Little Faith, the John Hyatt story autograph. Please give them away to some of your listeners and let them enjoy the book. We figure most people who listen to this podcast have already bought the book, considering how often we plug it, but some people may not. Or uh, And we'll forgive you for that. Yes. And for myself, I have three copies. One I purchased, one Mike uh, was kind enough to give to me, and then one is my, I'm going to tear this apart because I'm constantly turning and marking post-its and so forth. So th- this, the autograph one could be your pristine save for posterity copy, while the one that you've obviously loved and read cover to cover could be the one that you've loved. Yeah, I think this is a perfect time for you to win it. We want more people to know about this podcast because the more people that know about the podcast means the more chance they're going to learn about John's beautiful music. So And dive deeper than they might have before. Yes. Starting today, which is February 12th, through the end of March, all you have to do is post a review on any website about the podcast. Yep. Just share what you like about it, how to find us. If you want to say, wow, that Sylvan, she's a meanie, that's fine too. Yes. Or Jesse may talk too much about Bruce or Jason Isbolt, that's fine too. Then just send us a copy of that review. Podcast at gmail.com. And I will even go further. You want to send an email or a Facebook message to your cousin. And it doesn't have to be an iTunes review that everyone to see. Just prove to us that you have shared with at least one person the fact that you like this podcast and your name goes in the hat. If you want to do multiple, hey, we are all about extra credit around here. Uh, You can send us two and we'll put two names, two of your names in the hat and we will pull them. Absolutely. If you decide that on your personal Facebook page, you share going one of my favorite podcasts is perfectly good podcast where sylvan and jesse are going through every john hyatt songs send us that that's a review as far as we're concerned if you post on instagram or on x or twitter hey i love listening to perfectly good podcast here is the link where you can find it that counts both sylvan and i are on facebook we're on twitter if you want to just send us a dm saying hey Here's the example of where I talked to my my cousin or uh-huh. I sent this out. That, that works for us. Yep, absolutely. Any of those, we're going to throw them all in the, a virtual hat and then we're going to draw. We will announce the winner. April 8th. So you have till March 31st. Send it to us. Just make sure that 
we know about it with a screenshot and we know that who it came from and where we can get back in touch with you and we will uh, reach out to the winners to get the snail mail and everything after that all right i'm excited what a way to kick off 2024 i love it yes, yes. And- we're gonna quit talking we're gonna let you get to the episode keep listening and remember have a little faith have a little faith two one hello everyone and for some reason i thought sylvan was introducing us so i actually gestured toward her which tells you that we're still dusting off the rust of the holidays Welcome to Perfectly Good Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that is discussing every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. I am one of your hosts, Jesse Jackson, and my other host, who I adore, is looking at me confused with a confused look, Sylvan Groth. Hi, Sylvan. I'm doing my best to get into a groove and feel again. And you know what helps with that is knowing that I can listen to some great John Hyatt music and knowing that I can talk about that great John Hyatt music with you. So that makes it eternal summer. Absolutely. All right. We talked a little bit before we hit record, but there's slowly new dates coming up. Uh, yes. It, it looks like uh, John is in good health. And a lot of the venues that previously uh, had him and Lyle together are announcing solo concerts which is a lot of fun especially if maybe you don't want the full price of a double bill mm-hmm. and i am also very excited to see that at least for now it looks like they're giving him plenty of breaks in between that they're not going to be pushing him too hard i am very fortunate up here in new england with venues very close together that so far i believe i have four different venues within a couple of hours uh drive so i'm trying to wrangle the friends and family I have in this area together. And yeah, just that buzz of excitement. And I miss that feeling of having the anticipation of looking forward to and all these pros and cons of, is it a venue? Is it a brand new place? Is it a place where you're going to know that you're going to have time to talk with people before the show? Because especially now, I think going around and talking to people about this little project 
is so much fun. And I, I think there's no better place to talk about this project than before a John Hyatt concert. But I'm sorry that uh, it doesn't seem to be quite the same down in Texas yet. No, we haven't seen it yet, though I am optimistic that before 2024 ends, we will get at least one or two shows. Linda and I have talked about already that maybe we'll try to do Dallas if he comes to Dallas and Austin. He doesn't always do both shows. It just depends. So we've seen him acoustical in Austin. And the last time we saw him was at the House of Blues with a full band. Looking forward to seeing what he's going to do and how he's going to go and what shows. And we'll hope, hope that good news happens soon. And we're our out there in podcast land and definitely if you get to go to a show and you had some thoughts that you want to share remember to give us a call or drop us an email so that we can share your thoughts about shows with other john hyatt fans absolutely and we will be i will we'll give you the number again as we go through our how do you reach us but i did I'm going to look for that really quick. And uh, yes, it's right here. It is 469-249-2442. 469-249-2442. It goes straight to a voicemail. You've got two or three minutes to leave a voicemail and we can go from there. Now that we've gotten our homework out of the way, let's talk a song. So we are, we are still in the F's. And why don't you tell us a, bit, a little bit about the song we're talking about tonight, Sylvan? On a little ditty called Feeling Again. This was track number four on Little Head, which was released July 1st, 1997. That album was produced by John Hyatt and Davy Farraher. So it has a very different sound than some of the albums that came before. I want to call it a bit of a raw sound and... I, I like the idea that John was making his own decisions led by the bass player who had been with him since Perfectly Good Guitar and was also his touring partner, not just as the full band, but they toured as a duo, bringing back memories of all those great concerts. And yeah, so exciting knowing that's going to be happening again. Uh, Little Head was the second and final album released for Capitol Records. The musicians on that record were Davey Farrer on bass, Dave Imbergluck on various lead guitars, and Gary Ferguson on drums, who still does uh, go out on the road with John. And Mr. Ferguson, you would very much be welcome here whenever you'd want to talk any song that you've uh, played, whether it was recorded or just something that you love playing out on the open road. I did a little bit of digging. This album, Little Head, did not get nearly the push that Walk On did, which was really, they put out the red carpet. But there was a really interesting article in Billboard magazine before the album came out, where they were just talking about how different this was going to be. And the VP of marketing for Capitol Records, Steve Rosenblatt, had an interesting little quote. He said, Outside of those 150,000 core fans, it's almost like John Hyatt is the record industry's secret. We all know he's great and we all love him, but nobody else does. We want to get him out of being our little secret. And we think Little Head is the avenue to, avenue to go by to get people to go, that's a quirky song. Who is that guy? And then let them hear the whole album and go, oh my God, this guy is a brilliant singer-songwriter. So that kind of 
tells you a little bit about the love that the management of the record company had for John, which I very much respect, and also how they were thinking of those numbers. And this was, I think, the last hurrah of the giant record companies, too, when you saw more and more artists owning their own music, which thankfully John now does. And I also thought it was interesting, the choice of naming the title track Little Head, which I've always had mixed feelings about. Right. Um, I've wondered if I would love this album a little bit more if the album was called Pirate Radio or even Feeling Again. But mm-hmm. we'll leave that for another debate because we're just talking about each song A to Z and that covers just the facts for Feeling Again. All right. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a moment to break this down, talk about the lyrics, share our opinion of the song, and I hope you stick around. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. And we're back. I had not spent a lot of time. I think I talked about that last time we discussed this album. And so when today, when I was listening to Feeling Again, I was surprised how much I liked it. I just, yeah. it's, it's a catchy song. It is it a is. fun song. I don't, I had not done a lot of deep dive in the lyrics, but just on a pure superficial 
playing the music, you're tapping your toes, you're nodding your head. John, I think, is in good voice. And it's I I thought this was pretty good. I agree. And I this isn't necessarily fact, so I didn't cover it in that section. I had a lot of great memories with this song, debating with the folks on that Yahoo discussion group, Shot of Rhythm. If anyone's out there listening, hi, I miss you. Please drop me a line. But in the ways of those email listservs where someone says something offhand and then 15 people jump down their throat because they take it way out of context or way too seriously. And then another 30 people jump down the throat of the people who jumped the throat of the first person. And it just balloons into all of a sudden you've got a hundred emails over the strangest little comment. There was a review that I could not find though. I went searching for it, which offhandedly said that feeling again, celebrated the end of a hangover. And that got everybody on SORs, we used to refer to it, debating, is there actually anything to that analysis? Are they trying to say that John fell off the wagon and came back on again? What is going on? So it's sometimes hard for me not to go through the lyrics with that in mind, but I think it's up to many different interpretations. Yeah, and I, there is... I think a we talk about this often there is a tendency for listeners to think every song is autobiographical on no matter what artist Absolutely. right in Isbel's song Flying Over Water he talks about where is that liquor cart on an mm-hmm. airplane and he is absolutely 10 years sober and so uh, I I, I now, I think this is going to be interesting to go through the lyrics and think from that perspective, is it dealing with the aftermath? And it could be an emotional hangover, could not necessarily be an alcoholic hangover, or it could be John remembering what that was like and, cele- yeah. and, and drawing from that. Yeah, I, I'm glad you shared that. That's pretty cool. Uh, you want to start us off with lyrics? Another just little side note, this is one of those albums that we didn't get the printed lyrics for. So we are relying on our good friend, Emil's website, the John Hyatt, I'm sorry, the Perfectly Good Cigar, hyattonline.de. Please give him a plug and tell him that we sent you two. So starting off with the first verse, I thought I had to cut off from my head down to my toes, but heaven knows that I was wrong. I'm feeling again. Holding my breath and hold up in this cheap motel. I feel like hell. I'm holding my own heart. I'm feeling again. We're in a cheap motel. We're having some pretty vivid emotions. And we could be taking things literally. We could take things metaphorically. But what I love is the meter and the quirkiness of these lyrics. It fits the rhythm of the song so perfectly. And it definitely draws you into this story as much, I think, as uh, Tennessee plates. You're there in that hotel. Yeah, I, I agree. And I do agree that the whole meter, the tone of it. And as if we're talking about this, I, I love the idea of holding my breath and hold up. I'm feeling again, holding my breath, hold up the sheep hotel. I feel like hell. Um could be for a lot of reasons. And you do, it paints a picture that our narrator 
is it's to quote Willie Nelson, it could be a Bloody Mary morning where it could or could just be everything is going on. I didn't couldn't sleep last night. I've got a lot of things going on. Yeah, just awful, awfully wonderful start. All right. When I get that feeling like a bass drum, bass, yeah, that would be a different, a bass drum. Pounding till my head is numb. Electric onions peeling within. I get that feeling again. And then I get that feeling again. I get that feeling again. I get that feeling again. I love the joy that he's singing with this. There's a lot of energy in this song. Yeah. One of those that if you are driving, you're definitely hitting the accelerate a little more. You're doing a little dashboard drumming. And yeah, yeah, it just drops in such a fun way that you are on this kind of emotional ride, but it lifts you right up of those doldrums very fast. Yes. And even though he's talking about, I think we can assume a fairly negative feeling about pounding in his head and so forth, but he's feeling again. It's not a numbness even though he says my head is numb, but he is experiencing something. And yeah, it's really fun. And that the chorus, I have very fond memories of hearing this live and having the band play off of each other with the, I got that feeling again, and definitely works as like a call and response. And it's, starts a moment of hesitation and then relief when it comes around again. So lots of fun. Yeah, I agree. And this sometimes that the pain you can feel is real, right? Mm -hmm. And, and you're, you've been numb and all of a sudden now, then you're back feeling again. Connected. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. uh, there is, as I often do when I'm talking about it, is that Brad Paisley wrote a song, Letter to Me, and there is, he says, I know it's tough when you break up after seven months, and yeah, I know you really liked her, it just didn't seem fair, but I can all I can say is pain like that is fast and it's rare. You know, and this is the song if he could write a song to himself when he was 17. You know, the idea that you've loved something enough to hurt you that much is a gift, whether it's the Dallas Cowboys breaking your heart or it's someone you adore that that it's only by putting yourself out there and caring that much is how you can get This pain, if, you know, the whole nothing venture, nothing gain, if you don't put yourself out there, it's safe, but it also leaves you numb. Yeah. All right. You want to go next? All those nights just kill a billion brain cells. Now I'm swelling up inside with teeth and nails. I'm feeling again. From the bottoms up, I put the top down on this town and drove it around till I passed out. I'm feeling again. And then we go back into the chorus. So that is certainly open to the interpretation of the music journalist that we then debated in SOR, that he's basically 
saying that, yeah, uh, I, bottoms up. He took that poison once again. And knowing that it's bad for him killing brain cells, but just going for it for whatever reason. I've always really loved that line, all those nights just kill a billion brain cells. And I've certainly felt that way too, that there's something about when you're in that dark space, it's not just the present that you're experiencing. It's all those times that you've been dwelling on those negative thoughts and they sit there and bring you company and you want to escape it. So I think that's where he goes into the driving metaphor of trying to get away from it. And sometimes it doesn't matter how far you go, you're still there stuck with yourself and all those memories sitting in the passenger seat. Yeah. So I'm going to give a, I'm going to give an alternate theory. All the, and all those nights just kill a billion brain cells, all those. And now as mm -hmm. in that was my past. Now mm -hmm. I'm swelling up inside with teeth and nails. I'm feeling again from the bottoms up. I put the top down on this town, drove it around till I passed out. I'm feeling again because I've not, I'm not killing my brain cells with drinking. I am now feeling everything, feeling the goodness, feeling the badness, feeling the ups and downs. And I'm feeling again. Because I'm aware. Yeah, that makes perfect sense now that you put it that way. Yeah, because you talk about I'm going to drink till I'm numb, mm -hmm. right? I'm drinking to numb the pain. And with the bottoms up, I put the top down that he's instead of taking an, a refill, he's turning the glass over and putting yeah. it so it can't be yeah. filled up again. And from the bottom up, I put the top down, could be a convertible, mm -hmm. taking the top down and, and drove it around till I passed out. I'm feeling again. So yeah. drove till I'm tired and then passed out, hopefully in the hotel room, <laughs> safe, right? not fall right. asleep in the, on, in front of the, at the driving. So a <laughs> little bit of like that. I agree. Yes. Wonderful course. Again, we've already talked about it. So I'll go to the next verse, right? Morning comes like Catholic guilt with mm. wilted letters, lettuce bar, the family farm on false alarms. I'm feeling again, holding on to fear and lust and hate. Now it's too late to spin the wheel. It's drink or feel. I'm feeling again. So once again, I make the argument that he has a choice. I can drink or I can feel. And I'm feeling again. Right was the mic dropped that SOR users yes. made that he says it right there. He's not talking about drinking again. He's making yeah. a choice not to. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I love the lettuce bar, right? Because mm -hmm. the line of the only bars I see have lettuce and tomatoes. We yes. get that call again. We talk about reformed Catholics, right? You, mm -hmm. Bruce says they never let you go, right? There's mm -hmm. always in that. So I love that. Um, yeah. And yeah. morning comes like Catholic guilt. That is one of John's best lines. You know, yeah. I, I'm not going to get ahead of ourselves with the rating there, but like the inevitability of it, the, you wish it wouldn't sometimes, yeah. but it's, it, it, 
how the universe is made and Bruce is absolutely correct. I left the Catholic church when I was nine years old, but it's still got a good hold on me. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that. Morning comes like Catholic guilt is a great line. Yeah. And to it, uh, when holding on to fear and lust and hate, it's too late to spin the wheel. It's drink or feel. I'm feeling again. Yeah. And I, I, agree with the SRO people that are saying against this, but I, as often says, we both can be true depending on what we're seeing. So yeah. And then we go back to the chorus and then I imagine, I've never seen this live, but I imagine that end with the, with them dueling and playing music was really fun. We heard a lot of of that time about how young the musicians were that he was playing with compared to the members of Little Village. Again, this is one album out from that, but it was pretty much the same band. And yeah, I legitimately miss Davy Farrer on stage with John. He's had so many wonderful musicians, but there was something really special about the chemistry they had. They vaulted stories. And because I'm a spoiled person, I saw the, the tour, multiple cities, the same show. And I remember the first time having these amazing stories come out between them and be like, oh, wow, that's so cool that I got to hear that story, thinking it was the first time because it was so natural and conversational. And then I'd go to the next tour and it was like, oh, they cut this down and they're like telling it like it's the first time in every city. And similar to the performance of the song that it just felt new and fresh all the time. I love Davy's vocals and how he played off of John. And I thought they were great little duet partners, even though you usually don't think of the bass player and the rhythm guitarist as feeding off each other in that way. It was a really great show. And now I just feel like I'm bragging. I'm sorry. No, you're not bragging at all. You're sharing. And I'm now jealous that there, I was there a video. I did not have time to look for anything of this live. I- didn't find this song live. I feel like maybe there's some footage of the, those tour dates out there, but they're okay. usually from the audience and far back because, okay. again, this was 97. It was the heyday of early internet. There wasn't a lot of video sharing because none of us had the bandwidth at that right. point to actually share videos, but people were starting and the record companies, the venues, and to a lesser extent, even the artists were like, saying oh no this is going to be our ruin not realizing yeah. the potential and how many artists in 2024 rely on youtube for their revenue yeah yeah it, it is a, a funny thing to look back on yeah any final thoughts any other things we we didn't cover i just i i do wish that we had a musician on this time to talk about what he's doing rhythmically and musically because I love how the verses seem very conversational and draw you in like a one-on-one talk where he's confessing these Catholic guilt type of feelings and then the chorus gets so big and you do imagine a whole concert hall of people singing along and I love how that goes back and forth like a seesaw and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think so. 
I'm jealous. I would have loved to have seen this live. And hopefully, sometimes he he has the problem of having such a large catalog. It's mm-hmm. hard to build. When he tends to stick about, what, an hour and a half, two-hour show? Pretty yeah. standard. Yeah. And so, yeah. I But hopefully, maybe he can pull that back. And it's really hard to believe that uh, it was so long ago at this point. 27 years, 26 and a half. I say this because time is really funny and this is not interesting to anyone. So my apologies, everybody. But this album came out literally two weeks after I graduated high school. And those two weeks seemed like such a long time. I had to like go back and check my notes. That couldn't possibly be right that it was all that close together. And I was seeing him at Hampton Beach Casino a couple of weeks after that. And nope, yeah, it it all just in that way that your high school years seem very condensed. And then you look sure. back at it over decades and it's, that was like a second and it felt like so long to wait. Yeah, it is. And we catch that you and I say every once in a while we go, oh, this is one of his quote unquote newer albums. Yeah, it's 15 years old jesse right oh wow i guess it is all right (laughs) so it's my turn to rank first Mm -hmm. and this is where i am missing the point five i mean you wish you could cheat yes i feel like a four is rare territory that Mm -hmm. it is certainly i'm gonna be obvious not a five but fours are just the best of the best. And threes, we argue, are very good songs. They would probably be four or fives for another artist. But for John, it's a three. But I tend to think of that as a, unfortunately, average, right? This is a solid average song. And I realize that's probably more a two. But John Hyatt. Yeah, exactly. Three should be the average for John Hyatt. And I I know you're on a roll leaning toward a direction, but I will remind us and our listeners that thank goodness we're not ranking these songs. Yeah. If you were to rank it, imagine on that very long list that we've got where it would fall. Yeah. And I don't know if it would be a top 20, right? (laughs) No. But, But I absolutely think it would be top 50. Just right off thinking. Interesting. Yeah. So if I could cheat, I would give it a 3.5. I would say it's a little bit better than average, but not quite at that higher range. Okay. And, but I'm not. I'm going to round down to a three because okay. I'm going to follow the rules. But that's the reason why is I think it's a little better than average, but it's not quite up there where you are some of the other songs that we adore final thought that that's your yep, that's what that's my final thought okay i respect you and i love you my brother and all things hyatt i'm gonna go ahead and rip the band-aid off and say this is a two for me wow it's definitely not a one but what he's trying to say isn't really something that particularly resonates with me i can respect that for some people, it it really would, but I thankfully have never struggled with addiction. So I am imagine I would actually have a very different relationship to this song 
if I knew what that was like. And in some ways I do, because he could also be talking about recovering from depression with right. feeling again and being reconnected. But it's not one that given those feelings that I've felt disconnected from myself or whatever, and then had that lift, I grabbed that album because that song is going to speak to exactly what I'm feeling right now. And it's going to yeah. give me the company that I need. It's also not really something that I feel shows off who John Hyatt is in a way that I would introduce someone to his music through this. So again, just because there are so many good songs and if you really laid them out end to end, and let's even assume that the curve bends toward the fours and the fives, that there's going to be more of those than the ones and the twos. I, I have to be honest. And unfortunately for me, every song on the album, Little Head has to pull itself up out of that horrible image of John's head coming out of a zipper, which yeah. kind of puts the points down. So that's my reason for the two. I respect that too. I think musically is what he gets it from a two to a three to me. In other words, I, I don't that. I don't necessarily have and I think that's why it's not a four. Like mm -hmm. it has a song has to speak to me somehow for it to be four and then universally i think it's a five right if, if it speaks just to me and i could see maybe just my own personal feelings and i love it a four but then a five i think is when it speaks universally to us so i i like that i think that's a fair i am not surprised you have been very open about that a lot of these songs because of that album they're, they have their they're one arm behind them, right? They're already behind before we even start. So yeah, no problem. But we want to know what you guys think. Do you disagree? Are you, do you have a different feeling on this? Let us know. As I say again, we have a voicemail. You can send it at 469-249-2442. I am at Jesse Jackson DFW on Twitter, aka X. I am on Facebook, Jesse Jackson. And Sylvan, if someone wants to reach you, how can they? The John Hyatt fan uh, Facebook page. And thank you to everyone who puts up with us there and shares their thoughts there. I am Sylvan Green Eyes on X. And you can, uh, from Facebook is the easiest way to find it. But perhaps if you are clever with Google, you can find our website where the complete list of upcoming songs is there. And there's also a form where you can uh, send us a message and say what song you'd like to come on and discuss with us because we love company and we are not afraid of debate. That's right. And we actually had a couple of people step up and test that for us. Yes. And we had, I know I, we've had at least one or two people sign up for something. The issue is there are so many songs that there are people wanting to talk in 2028 because it's a song that's in the that starts with an S or something. So, yes, yeah. uh, but we appreciate it. And I will urge our listeners, um, maybe pick a song that you don't think as much of for a change of pace and join us, because it. I will tell you, it's a lot of fun to do yeah. that deep dive the way Sylvan and I do. And it can change your mind either 
positively or negatively. Sometimes you're like, boy, now that I've really got into this one, I don't know. Or, wow, this is a pleasant surprise. So please check it out and let us know. Um, any final thoughts, Sylvan? Oh, I, I think the song speaks for itself. And um, I am just having such a great time. It was a really fun song. And here we are in the Fs. As you said, some songs we're going to be discussing all the way in 2028. I can't believe that we've already been doing this for over a year. Yeah. And that you were willing to take this journey with me. Goodness knows what we were getting into. And goodness knows if there will be lots of songs that we're going to have to wind back because John releases an album. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I did, before I let you go, I do want to give a, a shout out to two of our fellow Pantheon podcasts that were nice enough to have me as a guest. My weekly mixtape, the premise is Brian says the old school cassette mixtape, 10 on one side, 10 on the other. And he has his guest and the guest picks the first song. Then Brian goes back and forth and then you flip the tape over. Brian fixed the first song over and then the guest picks 10. And he and I just did a Springsteen mixtape. And you want to talk about fun is we had that you could only pick 10 songs because Brian's going to pick 10. And, and you had to go, I want this to flow, right? So you had to think about what song he picked and what would be a good song to go to it. I think we came up with a pretty good 20 songs. So I really recommend that. It's my weekly mixtape and I will include the link on the show notes. The other one I want to talk about is once again, of course, Bruce Springsteen related, but there is a song, there is a podcast called There Can Only Be One. And I have signed Sylvan up for this sometime this summer, but Jason Whistle has a guest join me, join him, and they take every studio album from an artist, and you can only pick one song from each album. And so he and I went through that with Springsteen. I signed Sylvan and I up to do this summer for John. And I just... That it'll be really tough in simple terms, like born to run. You could, you can pick thunder run or you can pick born to run. You can't have both. Or have you uh, not? Yeah. I, I picked thunder road. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And it's in, and he was up to it. And what was great about Jason is he had never spent a lot of time listening to Springsteen. So he did a deep dive of just listening to 27 albums. And so when I proposed that you and I join him this summer to do John Hyatt, he said, God, I've never spent any time listening, John. This will be fun. So I, I think he was jealous thinking about going through Bruce in depth for the first time. Yeah. And now I'm green with envy thinking about getting to hear John, all these great songs that yeah. we are rediscovering like old friends, but yeah. falling in love for the first time. There's something really special about that. And what's really nice is he picks one and then you pick one. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. right? And so I'm going to see if he'll let us do the three where you get to pick one, I get to pick one, and he gets to pick one. But I think that would be fun because it is couple of people said, oh, that's easy. Name the album. And I said, it's not as easy as you think, because right. on a couple albums, yeah, this is my favorite song. But a couple you go, wait a minute, I'm going to leave this off. So anyway, check both of those out. My weekly mixtape. There can only be one. They're part of the Pantheon podcast. And with that blatant plug, I think the only thing left to say is have a little faith. Have a little faith. Have a little faith. Bye, everyone. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.